Hi, and welcome to episode one of the Pinball Plus podcast. It's about pinball plus more. I'm your host, Bruce Nightingale, with my co-host, Kathy Nightingale. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. I'm here. Uh, Yes, yes, you are. And we are trying this pinball podcast out together. We're going to be talking about pinball. And plus. plus. Yes, my wife is going to be the yin to my yang. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Instead of oh, my, it's oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, see, we're not going to use oh, my. We're we're just not going to do that because we're not going to copy your podcast. We're going to do something totally different. Totally different. So uh, I think introductions are definitely in order for our first episode. So I'm going to let you go first since I am the host, and I'm going to give the co-host – Tell her about her. Tell her about herself. Tell her a little bit about everybody in the world. What you are, what you do, and why we are doing this. I'm so glad you called me co-host and not sidekick. Thank you. Because that that to. would make you a superhero, which we all know you are not. I am the hero. <laughs> Yikes! Oh no! See, I can no, say it. Oh no! <laughs> okay, so hello everybody. This is Kathy Nightingale, as we said before. Some of you have heard me once before on another podcast no, talking we can say it's it slam podcast you didn't give me a chance <laughs> wow this is how it's going to be so you may have heard me before on another podcast a, a pretty well known podcast right you guys all know slam tilt podcast maybe you heard me maybe you didn't but we uh had a little background on the bar and how things had gotten started, and now it's gone. What bar? What bar is that? The Silver Ball Saloon. I know you've heard that name a thousand times from Bruce, but um, you know it's just about six months ago now we closed the doors, and here we are. Bruce and I are thinking of you know maybe talking about other things besides that. So here we are. It, whoa, 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 whoa. There's other things besides pinball? Yes, honey, there is. Did you? <laughs> okay. Oh, nervous breakdown right there. Yeah, there are other things out there besides pinball. But, you know, we have some good things going on. We have some great things going on. Right, Bruce? Yeah, uh, what's this other thing besides pinball? God, this could be really hard for me. How about, uh, your, how about your new job? I do have a new job, but I can't talk about it. Because <laughs> then he'll have to kill you. I have to get killed. But uh, I, I work for Corning. I have been working there for about three months. Enjoy it immensely. And yes, he's not making cookware, just so you no, guys know. No, I no can at least say that. Yes, uh, no cookware. Uh, but I enjoy it. I love it. I love what I do. I'm very lucky to get a job right after, you know, losing the bar and dealing with all this COVID stuff. Luckily, a company I joined is busy and is essential. And not many people have had that luck, and I'm very lucky to have that. So I'm going to introduce about myself. Hi, my name is Bruce Nightingale. I'm a pentaholic. I've been uh, pinning for almost, oh my god, uh, almost 40 years. It's 38 years this year. God, I'm old. No, actually, no, it's 36 years. Let's try it again. It's 36 years I've been pinholing, almost 37. 
I bought my first pinball machine when I was 13. It was a Kiss pinball machine. I have owned over 300 pinball machines in my life. Right there? Yes. And tell them how you got into the pinball hobby after the arcade thing when we got together. Yeah, well, luckily, uh, I owned at the same time when I met my wife, pinball machines and arcade games. And I had some very famous arcade games like Discotron, Donkey Kong, Dragon's Lair, Space Ace, all the games you always want to have. And when I bought them, I enjoyed both, of course, but somebody didn't enjoy them both. Yeah, I've never been a video game girl. I mean, all right, come on. I'll, let's go back a little bit. And this is way back because I'm, I'm old. Okay. So I had like a ColecoVision. I had a, the original Nintendo. And I used to play that stuff. But now, ask first what happens when I try to play the Xbox. Oh, God. She's just, it's just <laughs> I just terrible. don't have eye, hand-eye coordination, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I just God, don't have no. that anymore. I'm too old. Like, so, she's in one of those shooting games. Forget about it. She's just like, help. I'm going to get shot a thousand times. <laughs> but even back... 20 years ago, or 22 years now, when Bruce Ugh. and I met, I, I just didn't like to play video games anymore. It just wasn't my thing. So he, I like the driving games. I like the things that are pretty simple. You know, Dragon's Lair, forget it. I couldn't get – I was, wow, I'm dead every five seconds. So that just wasn't me. So when he had the pinball – what did you have? Kiss? What else did you uh, have? You had another pinball machine then too. I don't no, remember. No, I had uh, Whirlwind. I had Black Knight 2000. Okay. I had a couple others. Uh, I think I think. remember the Black Knight 2000 the most, being the one of the first ones I started playing. And um, I just turned to him and I said, you know, these are just so much more fun. And it was like a deer in the headlights. He was like, really? <laughs> I think She's I'm like, going to sell these things and these. get some more. <laughs> Let's get some more. Well, that's what we did. We wound up getting more. And we slowly phased out the arcade games and started concentrating on collecting the pinball machines which i also realized had a lot higher resale value ah so it's always about the money no, see see no 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 now that's not fair it is not about the money <laughs> but i keep telling people that our pinball collection is my retirement fund because you know i don't have anything else so yes, yes. i guess it is about the money it is about the money. So uh, I've been collecting, and me and my wife met 22 years ago, and she's seen me go up and down with the pinball machines. Yes. Literally, she was helping me move them up and down the stairs. Yeah, that was fun, and 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 until it got to be not fun. At, at first, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is great. I've got this great guy. And I'm going to show him how great I can be. I can be the, the pinball wife, right? Or at the time, I... Was I even your wife yet? No, I wasn't. No. Oh, wow. um, we, I was just helping him, and we would, just, you know, we went to show a couple of shows together, and we did a couple of things. And there was a time where I said, you know what, this is cool. I like this hobby. I just don't want to do the heavy lifting anymore. So what did you do, and Bruce? I uh, well, we bought our house. We got our second house. We bought a house first in uh, Victor, New York, and. There was about 14 stairs, and she was helping me move them up. So she'd be on the bottom pushing up the games when I was bringing them out. And I brought a lot of games in and out of that house. Probably too many. So eventually, uh, we bought another house in Bloomfield, which was down south, about 20 minutes south of Victor. And when we saw the house, it had two entrances in the basement. It had a walkout, 
and it had a regular entrance inside the house. But the walkout went into the garage instead of outside. So me and my dad at the time built an elevator, and we were able to bring the pinball machines up and down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can't call it an elevator. It was oh, not right. an elevator. In the state of New York, you have to call the dumbwaiter because if it was an elevator, it'd have to be inspected. And they, and they don't call it a dumbwaiter because it's Bruce's. They call it a dumbwaiter because they don't want to put people in it. Yes. And then only person that ever wrote it was me. I was a test dummy. Yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> yes, it does. But uh, we uh, we made it, and Kathy, from then on, did not have to lift or bring in a game. She would just watch them go in and out. <laughs> yeah, and they started going in and out a lot faster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so those of you that have been to the basement, because we really didn't have a name. Like, Ron's Ron's got Level Zero Arcade, or whatever he calls it. That is who's, awesome. Who's, who's Ron? You're, you're a pinball podcast person that you that oh, well, right that guy yeah okay yeah, so yeah. anyway you guys so most so most of you people listening right now are mostly going to be pinball people right now so let me just tell you something most of you have been to ron's basement that have yes. been to the championship that kind of thing okay so we had a basement similar to that where we had a big ranch like that but it just all of a sudden one day i went downstairs and it was full it was filled full of pinball machines i was like where did these all come from <laughs> <gasps> they came in through the elevator and I didn't see them. <laughs> no, that's not really what happened. But, you know, after a while, the, the, the basement started to fill. Then we got the bowler, which was lots of fun. Then we got the driving games. And we started having parties. But then we decided to have a pinball party in the middle of the winter. <laughs> and Ron will remember this, walking up the driveway. Oh, The 300-foot driveway. 300 feet of snow drifts. Yes. It was terrible. But... To get past that, the collection just grew and grew. And sold. I sell. Sold. I sell a lot. I go in and out. You know, because he's fickle. One day he likes it, the next day he doesn't. Me? No. I think somebody else is fickle. Me. I'll bring a pinball machine that she likes, she says originally. She oh, likes. how about the shadow? I made him buy yeah. the shadow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one day we're at Allentown, and Ivan, who runs Allentown, before he ran Allentown, he was a vendor. And he had a pinball machine. I've known Ivan for years. And my wife played Shadow for the first time, turned to me and said, I love it. I want to buy this game. Okay. okay so wait, wait, wait. Take, a, take one step back. I am probably the only person on the planet that actually likes the movie The Shadow. This is true. Okay. I know that it's really hokey and crazy, but I love Alec Baldwin. So I kind of like the movie. So I said, oh, I walked up to the machine. I was like, I never played this before. This is going to be awesome. And if you know the movie, which a lot of people have never seen the movie, they don't understand where half the stuff comes from. But I, me, for me, I walked up to it and I said, this is so cool. They have everything, even the purpose, which I never thought I would ever see. So I turned to my husband and I said, I want this machine. This is awesome. Okay, so what would you do if you were a pinball guy? You'd be like, hey, I'm buying this fucking thing. Talked to Ivan, bought it, brought it home. And then what happened, dear? Well, how long did I play it for? Maybe uh, I think three more times in your life. Like three or four more times. And I was like, this game is too hard. I can't play it. I mean, when I first – I'm all right, so, so maybe some of the women out there or even some of the guys that are kind of new to pinball, maybe you can back me up on this. Okay. I have beginner's luck. 
I walk up to a machine. I have no idea how to play it. I have no idea what the rules are, which <laughs> most of the time I don't anyway. But I just I, I walk up to a machine and I do really, really good my first couple of games. And then the more I play it, the worse I get. I don't know why that is. I know exactly happens. why. I know exactly because why. Because I'm trying too hard. Because you're trying for the goals. Now you realize there's goals. And so when you realize there's a goal, you're trying to get that goal. I'll never forget the first time you told me I could change the lights in the outlanes by hitting the flippers. That was like, mm -hmm. a, like a like, oh, my God, this just changed my pinball life. Like, yep. why didn't you tell me this before? Yep. <laughs> I was actually mad that he didn't stand next to me and tell me that I could change that. But, and get no, no, the skill on. shots and everything else. Hold on, but when I tell you stuff when I'm next to you, what do you usually say? Also? Well, I, I, that's why I usually say, just leave me alone and let me play with it for a little while and let me get used to how it flows first before you tell me what I should be shooting for. Because then I don't understand. So that's what happens to me. I walk up to a machine and I've never played it before and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. Okay? We, I gotta have this machine. And then after I play it ten times, if I even mm -hmm. played it that many times, it, it, it's too hard for me. So I, I start going back to the machines that I understand and I do better at. You know, which like, are? Which I love Monster Bash. I'm so good at that machine. It's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. You know, things like – or like Lord of the Rings. I totally understand the rules because I'm a huge fan of the movie. So I always figured – I knew kind of what to do and what I needed to get to to get to the end. I never mm -hmm. got to the end because nobody ever gets to the end on Lord of the Rings, do they? I mean we saw one person do that in my lifetime so far. Yep. But that's what happens to me. So simple games are a little bit easier for me. But then the, even the simple rule games I have a hard time with because some of the shots are too hard. Like I know you guys always talk about what's, – what's that what – I'm trying to think now. It's just gone right out of my head. Oh, um, the basketball one that you guys love. Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, Harlem. Yes, Harlem Globetrotters. Like a that's a game. super, super simple game, but it's way too hard for me because it's too fast. And then I get frustrated and I walk away. Mm -hmm. So I like the slower games, little simple rules. Like I will, I'm going to mention Chris Bucci because he is the one who kind of stood by me when I was out at his place and said and showed me exactly what I needed to do on Taxi. Okay, so simple game, simple ramps to hit. You know, maybe not. I shouldn't use the word simple, but at least I can understand them easily. And I knew what to shoot for, and it was a fun game to play. And what did I say, honey? I gotta have a taxi. And what did I do? And he went and got me a taxi. And how many times you played that after that? I played that one a lot. You can't say I didn't, because I really yeah, used to so. play that a lot. But then when you said you wanted to sell something, I was like, go ahead and sell a taxi. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Chris Bucci, he just got his Rick and Morty last week. Ooh. A Rick got... and Morty. I love yes. – I like – see, I like Rick and Morty, and that's another machine. Like, I don't really like the show that much, and Bruce can tell you that I think it's re – ridiculously stupid but um it makes me laugh sometimes but when i when i played the machine the first time what did i do i blew it up i played against the three of you guys right i blew yeah. that machine up you and you guys were like, like yeah you guys are all looking at me like what do you do and then the next time i walk up to it i can't get a million it's it's nope. like i have this beginner's luck that drives me crazy you're a savant don't say idiot. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said Savant. You filled it all in for me. Thank you very much. But I know you, and I'm, I'm not even looking at you, and I already know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's scary. Yes. That's a little too much Bruceisms in your life. Yeah, I can't wait to hear a bunch of those. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of them. So um, going back to the original subject, uh, so we had a lot of games. So my wife has always wanted to own a bar. 
Yeah. Since the day I met her. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Before Bruce and I met, um, I was kind of a party girl. <laughs> kind of. Oh. <laughs> I was bad. Um, And I spent pretty much my entire life in a bar. I bartended. I was always there. We played tons and tons of darts, um, pool, that kind of stuff. This place didn't really have video games or anything like that. It was a really small – I grew up in a very small town. Bruce did too. You guys probably know that. But um, we were we grew up in towns like 10 miles from each other, but we didn't know each other. Um, and I spent my entire life – and I'm going to say this because my there will probably be nobody that's ever been to this place, but I have to say it. It was my favorite bar on the planet, the Village Barn was great. We had so much fun there. And um, I the whole time that I worked there, the owner of the bar was a really good friend of mine. He's a crazy lunatic. If anybody knows Dave Francisconi, he's a nut. But he taught me so many things. He taught me a lot of things I shouldn't do by watching him do the things I shouldn't do. Okay. He drank so much behind the bar, did way too many illegal things he shouldn't have done. But you know, you live and learn and you watch people and, you know, I'm a people watcher. So I, I learn by watching, I learn by doing. And when I moved from my hometown, I moved here to Rochester for my job. Um, I missed that camaraderie. I missed that, um, hometown. Let's put it this way. Older people will remember the show cheers and you'll know what it was like when Norm walked in the bar, right? Norm. And everybody did that. Well, that's the place that I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a place where you could walk in and everybody knew your name. And I know that that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. I wanted our always anyone who works was working or any employee in the bar or the bartender, the, the, the cook, whoever happened to be walking past an employee will always put a, have a smile on your face and always welcome that person. If you remember their name or you don't, but we welcomed every single person who walked in the bar and we said goodbye to every person who left the bar. We made it a personal place to be and a safe place. And we didn't allow a lot of the things that went on in other bars. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason that we decided to do this was two, was really twofold. Because I would walk downstairs in that basement and look at those games sitting there off. And, say to, and I would turn to him and I would say, look, I know you love to play these. And he did play them a lot. And we had parties and we had get-togethers. And But I knew that there had to be a way that besides selling them all, there had to be a way to make some money off of them. And I certainly was not going to charge my friends quarters to come to the house. Cause then what? Nobody would. <laughs> no, right? right? Nobody's going to come to the house and pay quarters, right? So let's get strangers to give us money. Right? Mm -hmm. What a novel idea. Honey. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so the, the idea of maybe having a arcade, so to speak, pinball place or whatever, really didn't sit well with me because I wanted to have a place that people could come that weren't pinball people. Because I knew we already had a clientele that would come and play pinball. I wanted to have something else. I wanted it to be a sports bar. And, and we're not a sports bar. We were not a sports bar. But no. we, we tried to be accommodating to the people who enjoy sports bars. 
Like, if there was a sports game on or if a Buffalo Bills game was on, it was always on the TV. Right. So we tried to have that. We had – we didn't – we weren't a restaurant, but we had no. very good food. No. I'm sure a lot of you that have been there knew that our food was phenomenal for a small-town mm-hmm. bar. Yep. Um, that was something that I really wanted. But the bar part was mine. I wanted to, to be able to have a bar. I the wanted, whole bar idea really was her idea. Yeah. So it was really my dream. It was mm-hmm. something that I had formulated in my head over, what, two years or so? Years. We yeah. planned it, and we then we started searched. it. We stopped it. We searched. Searched. And originally, we wanted to buy a bar that was already existing so that we could already maybe have some clientele. clientele. But then we thought about it. Would they be receptive to the clientele that we were bringing in? Yeah. We worried about that. I was worried that if I came into a bar and I and, – and, and I mean, I, I'm not talking about gutting the place, but I'm talking about changing the whole feel of it because we wanted to turn it into a pinball bar, probably mm-hmm. would turn a lot of people off. Yes. Because a lot of people that – and I only realized this after I owned a bar – that is, a lot of people come to the bar because of who owns and runs the bar and who yes. those people are. So and who's there that, and right, also who's there. Right. So – and who's going to – once that ownership changes to a new peop, – who's to say they're ever going to come back anyway, right? So yep. we kind of thought that maybe we should rethink this whole idea mm-hmm. and build this business from the bot, from the ground up. And that's what we did. So um, the concept of being um, in a friendly, fun place that people could still walk to in the town, could had good parking. I mean, we found the ideal location. Don't even get me started on the landlord. However, the space was absolutely perfect for what we wanted. And for the people who have been there, you guys know that when you looked at the front of the building, you were like, this place is going to suck. And really, the front was really not curb appeal at all. It didn't have any curb appeal. It was terrible. In fact, I wanted to, like, redo the whole front of the building, but I knew that I couldn't because I didn't own the building. It was up to me. It would be much more inviting. But when you opened the door, it was a whole different atmosphere than what you expect. It was ten times bigger than you would have expected. It was very deep. It had a big, it had three floors in the, you know, and 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 it was just amazing. And I knew that there was place that we could put pinballs, and there was a place we could have a dining space, and we could have the bar was big and beautiful. And I knew that I could make the bar look the way I wanted to make it look. And we had a fireplace, which was people loved the fireplace. All right. So any of you that don't live in the north, you don't understand how cold it can get here. And people will walk in the snow and come in our bar and stand in front of the fireplace just to get warm before they decide which direction they want to walk. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that was like the best place to be. The seat right in front of the fireplace at, in the wintertime belonged to a regular. And I was ready to engrave his name on the stool because he would come Al. in and uh, – our friend Al. He would come in and he would sit right in that spot. Because not only was it a nice spot in the winter, because it was right in front of the fireplace, but it was also right in front of the air conditioning in the summer. So mm-hmm. that was his space. That was his spot. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Al. We miss you. So uh, when we started, Kathy was controlling everything. I was still working. Kathy actually quit her job. And that went for about, what, six months? 
Just about. Yeah. 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 And then I got fed up with my job and I quit. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and if anybody knows, Bruce, that was an mm-hmm. epic episode of quitting. Yeah. Okay. He was just like at the point where he could have committed murder at this point. He, his face was red. He was so sick of his customers that he was dealing with. This one guy was such an asshole and he's on the phone with the customer arguing so loud that everybody in the bar was turning around and looking at him. And finally, all I see is a phone flying from the middle of the bar all the way to the back wall, which anybody who's been there knows that that's about 40 feet, maybe 50 feet. Mm-hmm. Right. And the phone just smashes on the back wall and he says, I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. I can't do I, that anymore. I said, I was OK, done. absolutely. I guess I'm going back to work. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was we switched roles. Kathy was the manager at the time. Kathy went back to another company that gave her a really good job. We were very lucky to get that. And I took over. And I know it was hard for Kathy because it was her dream. But Kathy's even admitted that I made some hard decisions that she didn't like to do. Yeah, I um, I had to had to face a really harsh reality because I had to really realize that um, even though I'm in accounting, I don't really know business that well, and I'll be the first to admit that. Um. Bruce, luckily, is, Bruce is a tight <laughs> ass. You guys all know that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if he swallowed a coal, he'd shit out a diamond. That's how tight mm-hmm. his ass is. So he decided that he was going to make some changes. And he cut back some of our excess, a lot of our excess, that I couldn't see too much money going out the door. And he literally saved the business because we would not have lasted as long as we did. Yeah, I... Um, you know, he started making some pretty hard decisions that I had a really hard time doing. Um, I, I'm not a lot of people know, you know, that maybe listening to this know me personally, but I may have a really tough exterior, but I'm really a softy and I really don't like to do, I don't like conflict at all. I will turn and run with my tail between my legs if somebody starts fighting in front of me. I can't do it. So for to be a boss like that in that business, you had to have a tougher skin than I had. And I didn't I couldn't do it now further on down the line. I got better at it. I learned I learned from my mistakes, but there still was times where I didn't see some things that needed to go much. We don't even need to get into that, honey. Not going into it all. (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs) I'm just Um, I'm here for the ride. Right. So, you know, the the only thing I really wanted to still keep control of was, you know, I would do the QuickBooks because, you know, that's my business. And I would do I would deal with the insurance side of things and, you know, the business side of things outside of the actual day to day running of the bar I was doing in the background. And I but was Bruce doing was doing everything else. He yeah. was there all the time. Through. Liquor, food, liquor, um, dealing with the staff, everything. And if any of you work in the service industry or ever owned a business in the service industry, you will know that staffing a restaurant bar is like herding cats. Literally, it is the worst. I mean, you think that these people would be desperate for money because this is what they do. 
to make money. This is their only income, and you could never count on them to be there every single day. No. Okay? And a very, very wise person who worked for me at the end told me something that really made me see the light. She said to me, and this was my, my girl Nicole, love her to death, she said to me, no one who works for you will ever be you. And that was like a light bulb that went off. Like, yes, no one is ever going to care about your business as much as you. I don't care who you are. I care what kind of business you run. Every person who works for you, they only care about their paycheck and taking care of themselves and their family. But if you don't care about the business you work for, then there's not going to be a business for you to take a paycheck home. And that's what I used to try and say to, like, to staff. Like, you need to care about everything. You need to be here because if you don't show up and people come in and I don't have food or I don't have drinks or I don't have this, how long do you think I'm going to be able to stay in business to pay you? It was a tough thing to get across. And Some people got it. And some, some people, people got it. Some people didn't. So, so uh, and then, of course, we were doing – we actually made money in the last six months of our bar business, and then the good old friend came in, Mr. COVID. Yeah, and I, I have to say that um, it, it was tough. I mean, I know that there's people out there that are bartenders or waiters or even if it's your second job. This business, the the whole restaurant service industry is decimated from this, and I so is the retail business too. But I don't, I never worked retail, so I don't really know how that works. But I can tell you that there is no way that a place like our place, who counts on in-person business because of the pinball machines, because of the racing games, or Anything that, that, you know, our business model was based on income coming from a machine that couldn't be on. So I can't survive on alcohol and food alone because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you don't make a lot of money on food. And when you walk into a bar and they charge you $12 for a hamburger, it's not just the beef that costs you money. It's everything that comes yes, with the burger. Sure. So think so about, everything. yeah, you've got to think about all of the overhead. When people used to say to me, this is the best burger I've ever had, but you charge too much for it. I would tell those, I would really wanted to tell those people to their face, go fuck yourself and go get a burger somewhere else. <laughs> because I am not going to cook a burger for you if you can't appreciate it. <laughs> so, yes, you make more money on alcohol. Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. if people are only want to go out and have a couple of drinks, they couldn't do that anymore. They were forced to buy something yep. else that they did that wasn't their intention. Yep. And the problem that I had was we had this really expensive Italian restaurant next door. Older clientele, yes, but they but older people still appreciate pinball. I was really surprised or intrigued. that we're intrigued by our business model and thought that we had a very clean, attractive bar. And mm -hmm. they would come in because they knew that their wait for their table was going to be an hour or they just finished dinner and they're walking by. They're not going to come in and sit down and have an after-dinner drink at a different place and have to order more food. They just mm -hmm. ate. 
where there's there was no way we could get that clientele anymore because they didn't want to sit at our bar and even order an appetizer because they knew they were going to go and have a huge dinner next door yep. with their family. So, but, go ahead. you know, it just it just happened. It, you know, it, COVID happened. It was bad for our business. We had to deal with it, unfortunately. We're still dealing with it. Everyone deals with it every day. Unfortunately, me and Kathy at the time had other things thinking about it with the lease ending, with, you know, just the writing on the wall for New York State. We said – we just looked at each other and said, we're done. We yeah, I mean, I, I mean there has to be a time in everybody's life where they say, I just – I've had enough of this and I just can't – no matter what the situation is, there's so many factors that you have to think about. And we really had a horrible landlord. And, yeah. and and the building itself, it didn't look like it when you were inside, but the building itself was crumbling. Yeah. And the landlord that we had was the absolute worst person that I've ever dealt with in my life. And I mean personal-wise and professional. He was just horrible. He did not care whether or not we succeeded, which is, doesn't make any sense from his perspective, it, especially during COVID. You'd think that he would have come to us and said, I don't want to lose you. You've been a phenomenal tenant. You Major pay bills. rent all the time. You pay all your bills. This is the best business I've ever had in here. There's no problems. You don't break stuff. You don't – this kind of thing. And he, if he would have just come to us and said, look, I can forgive a couple of months of rent if you think you might be able to stay and re-sign up. There was nothing this man could do to make me change my mind at yeah. this point. He had been such a horrible person. To us throughout all this time, he wouldn't pay for anything. Anything that broke, we had to pay for it. He would not mm. offer to help. Nope. And especially now you think, oh, my God, I, sh I need to keep this tenant because during COVID, I'm never going to get somebody to move into this building and keep and get a business, go, especially a bar. Who's going to order – who's going to start a bar restaurant in this in this economy? No one if they're, if they're smart enough. They'd have to be stupid. Um, but, you know – so at being at the end of the lease, knowing that we couldn't keep our same business model, we would have had to change things. I, I couldn't I couldn't let my dream go. I was I, I, I said, but we had to we, we had to let it go because yep. Yep. Bruce and I would be nowhere near where we're at right now. No, we would have we lost our been... home. We would have lost everything. Yeah. And I had to I had to walk away with the few dollars I had left in my pocket. Yep. I totally agree. I'm not going to disagree with that at all, but I look at it as a learning experience. It was three years of hard, hard work that now for the future, I know what to do and what not to do. And we go from there. And that's the plus part. We learn from our things. We well, learn from the future. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't learn from, I mean, I would never call it a mistake. It was absolutely amazing. I loved it. It was I not it a too. mistake. It was one of the best things we ever did in our lives. And and I I think that um, people that have dreams and and I've dreamt of owning a bar my entire life and I, I I always thought that it would be the most absolute fun place to have and 
and I made it come true. If you believe hard enough that you can make your dream come true and you think that you have financially, you won't hurt your family or, you know, I mean, actually any business can hurt you financially. I really shouldn't say that. But if you think that it wouldn't have too much of an impact on your future and you think you can go for it, I absolutely agree that you should. Because, I want to open a chocolate factory. I want to be like Willy Wonka. Well, if you want to, hey, if you want to own a chocolate factory, that's fine. I will never, ever, ever again myself personally own another business. I will work for the man for the rest of my life because I know I hopefully I can count on a paycheck and I can have health insurance and I can worry about that that type of stuff. Bruce, eh, he's you know he has a little different perspective on things, but. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And we are going to talk about it in a little, a little bit. Or maybe we save that for next time. Who knows? Eh, we'll we keep on going. But uh, <laughs> welcome. You know, that was that was the past, and now we've been six months past it. We're still yeah. having closed the business. That's the funny thing. Everyone okay. thinks, oh, you closed down. You've done this. You've done that. Six months later, you should be done with the business. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Um. There are so, so many things that are loose ends that you the have brick and to – The brick and mortar is closed. Part right. Of it. The part that you walked in the door, you'll never see again. No. But and for me, never. <laughs> I've got a lot of responsibility still. I'm still yes. dealing with the state trying to get our refund back from our liquor license. We're still peeling, we're paying We're still off paying bills. off bills. And we're going to be. And we will be lives. for probably 30 years. Yeah. Um, it's basically like having a mortgage. I, I, I love our country, and I will never say anything bad about living in this country. It's the best country America! in the world. However, America! our small business administration is a piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm going to say that straight out. Yeah. Okay? Don't I don't care who you are. <laughs> there is no way that you can tell me that the small business administration stands up for the small business because they don't. And there's exactly. nothing you could do to convince me. Okay. Yes, they came up with this payroll PPP loan. Okay. Yeah, this is great. They're going to forgive it for us. But they gave me enough to cover two months of payroll. Yeah. Okay. COVID has been going on for a year. And they still have not come back and said, we need to give these people money. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're giving every single citizen out there in the world checks that don't need them. Yes, then there are a lot of people that do need those stimulus checks. I'm not saying that they don't. Okay. However, $600 is not even going to pay rent if you're if you are in destitute conditions. Okay. I know this. Okay, and I know that the people that have to pay for this in the long run will always be the hardworking people. The middle class always gets screwed. Okay. So, however, but if you're going to give money away, give money away. To the people that are are the backbone of this country, that are in business to pay taxes, and they're in business to pay to pay to give pleasure to the to the people that that are hardworking and at the end of a work week can walk in and say, "God, this place is awesome. I just come here to wind down." And that those places are going away. So the good thing about there's a lot there's a lot of good things that came out of the bar besides learning experiences. We met a lot of great people. We made great friendships that hopefully last us a lifetime. Great experiences. We had the uh, pinball uh, state finals last year. 
which Greg Pavarelli won. Congratulations, Greg. And we had a great, you know, learning experience for myself. I got to keep all my pinball machines. <laughs> Here comes back to Bruce. But uh, luckily, we didn't sell one pinball machine. The only thing we did sell was the driving games, which came in a lot later. And, and well, we, the only reason we had to sell those was because was we didn't have any place to put them. Yeah. <laughs> if you right remember, now, literally. They're huge. Yeah. Literally, the garage that we have right now is filled. We have a two-car garage. It is filled with all the pinball machines and the ball bowler. And the bubble hockey, and the cooler, and I have pinball machines in the house, and literally we're running out of room right now. I mean, we, we really we live in a nice townhouse, which I'm lucky we still have. We're very have. lucky. We're lucky we have that, and but we're lucky we anyone have. who lives in Rochester knows how important a garage is when you try to get to work in the morning and you got to go out and clean out your car and all that stuff. I miss my garage. Yes. So. So. Okay, what to... a great segue. Okay, what a great segue, honey. What's next? Uh, your husband goes back in the business. Yay! <laughs> you can see enthusiasm oh, running wild. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, what business would this be? <laughs> well, okay. So anybody that knows you knows it involves pinball. Of course. Knows it involves. Okay, I probably should have said pin geeks. Yes. That's what I love to call you guys. You're all pin geeks. Love you. But what else is there? Go ahead, honey. Joel, We're going to have a co-op. So it's not just me. That's the great thing about this. And I think that's what made Kathy agree that it wasn't just me. Because she knew if it was just me, she would never see me again with my regular job and this. Well, and it's not just that. I'm not taking on full responsibility of a new business. I just won't no, do it. No, I agree. Especially these times. But I've always wanted to have just an arcade. Yeah, see, I was the one to push for the bar side. Yeah. And uh, so what's going to be is there's going to be – there's me and five uh, – four other people. So we we are 20% owners. So there's uh, myself, Zach, world-famous Zach from the Slam Tail podcast, Mark, who is a regular in our bar, and then Brian and Jared, who are also regulars from our bar. We got – Mark was into pinball a little bit. Zach, we all know, has been pinball for a long time. And Brian and Jared actually met – we met through a friend who came into the bar, Susie. Hi, Suze. <laughs> Miss you, Susie. Uh, and they brought in Brian and Jared, and they really got into it, and they bought pinball machines, and they're up to six pinball machines already since they come into the Silver Ball Saloon. You know, and I'm going to take one step back. There are people that have come into our bar that have never, ever played pinball before, and yep. now they have their own collection. Jeff, yep. your yep. friend Hi, Jeff. Jeff. Yep, oh and our God. friend Jeff. I mean, he's like – I'm Jeff telling you, he was norm. a dart guy. He was a dart Jeff guy, was, right? So Jeff he was walked in, Right, so he walked into our bar, wanted to play darts. Well, yep. he walked upstairs one day, and he started playing pinball. He said, and, he had, and I don't think he played darts very much after that, in our no, bar did. anyway. He did, but he did somewhat. But yes, he loved the pinball idea. And he owns now, Jeff owns 10 or 12 machines now. Uh, there's Brian and Jared. Mark bought more machines. A lot of people, Brian, other Brian, he bought machines. Mm -hmm. We helped create people. And uh, Robert Frost, who Kathy knew the family from, from the Dachshund, Pinball group of yeah, Rochester. his dad is in charge of the Dachshund Parade. If anybody yes. from Rochester knows about that, it's it's and just a huge event wife, every year. 
And if you know my wife and myself, we both own, have have had dachshunds in our lives for probably 20 years, years now. Yep. And uh, so uh, he actually doesn't own any pinball machines, but he's he's going to be on the uh, going to be on the final round pinball podcast because he bought himself a reach around. What's a reach around? You're saying a reach around is an award you can buy or luckily get from the boys at the final round. But who was the winner? There's all winners. But you were a winner, right? I was a winner. I got a. You didn't have to buy it. You you actually no. I was lucky enough. Me and Ron did not have to buy our reach arounds. We got a free reach around. Not from me, by the way. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> we all know Here that. Here we go. But, uh, and there's the plus part of the podcast, <laughs> everybody. The plus part of the podcast. You get, you get to hear plus. about our sex life, too. No. <laughs> or lack that, thereof. What, there's a sex – what is that? Where did I get the sex life thing from? I just said anyway. lack thereof. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we've met a lot of great people, and now we're going to improve on that. We're going to have a pinball co-op with five people. And we're each going to bring our games in, and you're going to pay different format than it was at Silver Ball. Silver Ball was quarter and you know coin drop. Now we're going to do you can rent, you can come in and pay for an hour, or you can pay for the whole day. Oh my! And, oh wait, did I do that? You did. <laughs> you pay for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for an hour, and I get the quickies, and you can come in. And we're gonna so, so that's what we're going to do. We're we're going to name the hour. If you want to do it hourly, it's the quickie. <laughs> quickie. And if it's the whole day, it's the oh my. <laughs> Oh no! And, oh no! <laughs> and you're gonna go through, and you're gonna do everything you can. And you know, you can, you know, for the date rates, we're gonna have it, so you can go in, leave, eat, come back. It's a great thing. You pay for the whole day, and uh, it's only gonna be literally right down the road from the old bar. Mm-hmm. And we're signing the lease this week, and then we gotta do some carpet laying. <laughs> He's gonna go lay some carpet. <laughs> and then we're going to go uh, paint and everything like that and take down some walls and then get the electricity installed. And then we're going to be probably open two to three days a week originally. And it's not going to be all the time. It's going to be like the Sanctum. It's going to be like BYOE. Can you bring your own alcohol? I'm not going to say. Okay. Because that means <laughs> – Because, you know, but, I got plenty. <laughs> uh, really? We got plenty from the bar still. <laughs> oh, but, I should uh, just open one in the house. I know you should. God, we still have part of the bar set up in our house. We God. even have the chiller in our house. Oh, if anybody likes Jack Daniels. Ooh, you guys remember being at the bar and actually getting the, the shots out of the chiller? That was like the coolest thing ever, right? That's in my house. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to have that, and hopefully we'll be able to have tournaments there eventually. Now that the state of New York is going to allow us uh, to actually have a business that actually can play pinball machines and arcades again on march 26th we get to do that yay thanks governor it's only been a year and two weeks it's it's almost the one year anniversary of the 14 days to, to flatten the curve did you know yeah, that yeah i know i can't wait to flatten this curve yep but uh you know it's been a rough year everyone's had if if anyone says they've had an easy year i really want to meet them and shake their hand yeah. The only person I think that's had a really easy year is the guy who owns uh, Amazon because he's making a fucking. <laughs> oh no, he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't work there. Okay, the guy who's running. He quit. Uh, he's had enough. Lowe's, Walmart, or Home Depot. I yeah, want to meet yeah, those. Those people. are going to be the uh, and Wegmans. Danny Wegmans yeah. doing pretty damn well. Yeah. Um, shout out to Danny Wegman. Yeah. Um, 
but uh you know those people that um you know if you got an extra couple of bucks go go spend it at a local a local business too yes exactly you know i mean i, I and I, i'm guilty of this too you know i have my favorite restaurants that i've been going to my you know half my life and you know i i love chain restaurants because i know they're predictable and i know that you can go there and you know you're going to get the same kind of food that you love and and that kind of thing but branch out a little bit just take a walk down the street in your local town and walk into a restaurant you've never been in or walk into a, uh, a little bar or pub and order a pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and I'm going to say this, business. if they only do takeout, do not use Grubhub or one yeah, of those no. stupid yeah. outside companies because unless you feel, unless you don't feel safe, unless you don't feel safe, but here's the, the thing, here's the thing. And then this is from a business standpoint. All right. I understand Grubhub is a business and yes, I don't want to see them fail. However, from a restaurant side of point of view, I don't make 40% profit on my food. And, yeah, but and, they and want alcohol. that 40% profit. But they take 33 of it. Okay? If you can call the restaurant, and if they deliver, awesome. If they don't deliver, ask them if they'll bring it out to the curb, and I bet you they will. Because that is the one thing that people don't realize is that that money that is going to Grubhub – all goes to Grubhub just about. So call your local restaurants, call your small businesses, and order something if you can afford it. And, and please, most do have hand free. Please, 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 tip, even yeah, on deliveries. Most- or yeah, most ups. people do take the you know, the hands free. So if they have to, they can deliver it to you. Yep, you don't have to absolutely. swap money. And 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 there is so much more we can do to help these people. Yes. And, and, and and do everything you possibly can because if you can afford to eat out, you can afford to tip well. And now yes. now these people need it more than ever. Yes. Um, and, they've and, been battling this for a year they've now. They've been battling this for a year. And and I, I know you guys get it. I, I know that. And But you know what? I feel better saying it because I've been through it. And I know that there's a lot of people out there like Greg's, Greg's fiance. She's, you know, been a bartender forever and she's not working and and it's tough it's it's a hard position to be in especially when you love Hi, right katie i mean we we love kate. you kate or katie i'm sorry it's kate right yes, it um is. and and you know our friend ruby she does she had to go work at the post office she's like i can't yeah. live on this money anymore but you know that those people loved what they did and let me tell you something bartending is probably one of the most fun jobs in the world but it's hard as hell Yes, it is. And and every single dollar you that person is running their ass off. You don't you you just see them making a drink and laughing and having a good time. That's not all of it. You don't stick to see what these bartenders do after you close the door. Carrying ice, you know, and cleaning, cleaning up. And, and and everything. It's a hard job. It is. And waitresses and cooks and all of them they they work their asses off and they need yeah. the money now more than ever. Um, you know, so if, if the next time that you, that you want to, um, you know, like, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I order from Amazon all the time. It's the most convenient thing in the world. It, it, it that's why that business is so successful. It's because they have absolutely everything. They're the Walmart of the internet. And, and, and pretty soon if we keep doing that, and I'm guilty of it too, that those are going to be the only two places you're going to be able to go to. Is chain restaurant or oh, three places? I let's do that. Chain restaurants, Walmart, and Amazon. That's all that's going to be left. And then where are we mm. going to be? Right? Yep, I know. 
I mean, last night we ate at P.F. Chang's. I love P.F. Chang's. They have the best Chinese food I've ever had in my life, right? Mm-hmm. I could have yeah. ordered from the guy down the street, and I should have. I'm not even listening to my own advice. But we went because we went with a couple, and, you know, then you, you know. But, hey, on Amazon, I can buy me a pinball machine. Yeah. See, Don't. back to the pinball always. <laughs> Do not buy a pinball machine on Amazon. I will absolutely kill you. Okay? Because you know where to get pinball machines from, and it isn't Amazon. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. But uh, so uh, I just turned on the chiller a few seconds ago, guys. So we have to do one of <laughs> no, our skits. He, he puts his, his Microsoft – his Microsoft, listen to me. He puts his microphone on mute and runs out here and turns the chiller on. <laughs> Since we are in different rooms. We are in different rooms until we get our full professional setup. Eventually we're going to do We wanted to make sure we like this. And uh, I have to do a special shout-out right now to okay. – uh, TPN. Oh, yes. Since we're Wait, going to be TPN. hopefully part of it. There's a toilet yeah. paper network? There's a toilet paper network. Every wipe's a good one. So so that's where all the toilet paper went. This yes. Year. No, to the pinball network. <laughs> oh, come on. That was funny. <laughs> you guys can make a judge on that one. I will. I'm not saying a word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the TPN, uh, the Pinball Network with Zach Many, and uh, all the other great podcasts on there. Hopefully, we'll be joining you. We'll see. I'm going to give this to him after we are done editing and recording, and maybe you'll be hearing us on the TPN. Because uh, that can edit, so I can do that for me. <laughs> yeah, I like talking, but I don't like doing the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I know. Ron just commented a few seconds ago, emailed me, and said, oh, you get to be on two podcasts and don't have to edit each one. F you. Well, so. he doesn't – he thinks that he doesn't have to edit, but he's going to have to help. Uh, God. The number you've dialed is no longer in service. <laughs> Hang up and try your call again a lot later. But, uh, yeah. But uh, so we're going to actually start a bit on here. We have, like we do on the other shows and all the other podcasts, we're going to have a segment. And what's our first segment going to be, dear? If she looks back at our notes. I, I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, my God. It's going to be drink of the show. Oh, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I've had one already. So <laughs> really? I don't remember. Uh, we're going to try a different drink. Now, it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, because let's take a step back. You remember how much alcohol we still have left? I have crates of it, if anybody's interested. But the problem is her husband What does what? Um doesn't drink that much no okay and when he does so he owned a bar never drank while he was working which you know what <laughs> that's the smartest thing you'd ever do because i used to drink behind the bar a lot because you know no, you never did at the bar bar yes i did mm. i drank behind the bar honey you knew i did yeah once in a blue moon once but i didn't like it i know he didn't like it but you know they, so he, here we are at the point where yes we love pinball and I, I love pinball too. I'm just not as crazy about it, but as you guys are, you know, I can't compete. I can't do that kind of thing. I you did go to. Competed, oh no. wait, wait, wait! I did go to Pinburg once. Never again. And never will before. again. Unfortunately, was, I mean, we never will again. But I know, even if you guys were going to have it next week, I wouldn't be there because I just can't do it. But um, I like to go to. I like to go to shows. I, yeah. I enjoy that a lot because that gives me a really a broader appreciation of. All the different types of people that loved love pinball, and that now, was, you know. Maybe that's what we should go over before we have our drinks. What shows have you gone to, darling? Um. Okay. So, 
There was he and you guys that have been to the Pennsylvania shows know that York and Allentown are probably you know really really those are two of the best ones on the East Coast, right? Well, Allentown was very close to another show, as you all know. And what was that one, honey? Uh. Uh-huh. Or was it York? I'm thinking of York was right before Chicago, correct? Yes. Okay, that was the reason. So Bruce and his father used to be vendors. You know that. You know the PB lifter, the whole thing. So they would always do Allentown. Mm-hmm. And I would stay home and take care of the, the girls. My, my, I called them the girls. They were my dogs. They weren't my kids. We had um, no kids. And, um, you know, I took care of things at home. We didn't have the bar yet. So, you know, um, so him and his dad always did the Allentown thing. The York show was always my thing. I would go with Bruce and we'd still sell stuff and we'd have fun and that would be our weekend. But because mm-hmm. Bruce's father couldn't handle two shows that close together, he always wanted to go to Chicago. So that was kind of how I ended up going to York. But I've been to Chicago. I've been to York. I've been to Allentown. Um, okay. And I've been to Pinburg. Replay yep. FX. Yeah. The first year and? of Replay FX, Replay FX, by the way. Yep. I got and? to see the inaugural. And what am I missing? Oh, you're missing a big one. Oh, uh, the, the one in Seattle. Yeah. What was that one called? That was the Northwest Pinball Show. Northwest Pinball Show. And I've been yep. to California Extreme. Extreme! Yes. Yes. So those so, were fun. Uh, Yes. That, so she's been around. She goes to shows. Uh, I, I, now be maybe that will be tell people re- I've been around. Because that doesn't sound good either. But uh, maybe now you can actually go to shows with me, and we can go to more shows. And that will be our getaways. Yeah. As long as I get to drag my whiskey along, I'm happy. Okay. So <laughs> on easy. that note. They sell Jack Daniels everywhere. We're good. <laughs> Not everywhere. You know what? I've been to bars, and one of them is in Rochester. Do you remember when I went to that place in Rochester? Yeah, and they didn't That has have. pinball on games, and they didn't yeah. sell Jack Daniels. What kind of How bar doesn't they? sell Jack Daniels? How Definitely one I don't want to go to. Yep. How dare they? Yeah. But then, I like the bartender there. You know why? He remembered me, because the next time I went back, they had a single barrel sitting up on the shelf of Jack Daniels. Single barrel, which mm-hmm. maybe not a lot of people know even exist. And he looked at me. I was there once. And he looked at me, and he said... I have single barrel. If you want to try that, he knew right away I was going to order Jack, and they didn't have any. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the deal was with that, but, you know, probably I do now because he probably hated the distributors, which, you know, as a bar owner, they suck, period. Um, so he probably didn't want to deal with the distributor and, you know, have to have the Jack Daniels. But somehow he ended up with a nice bottle of single barrel, so I helped him with that. So, what drink do you want to choose? So, I don't today? know if we. So, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how many times we're going to be winding up, you know, doing our podcast, which you know, once a month, once every two weeks. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But I figured each time we do this, we might talk about either I could give you like a good bourbon review, or maybe and drink it and drink it. Tell you how good it is right online live. Wish you could see it, because you could probably see my face if I don't like it, because I'm not good at not keeping my face straight. Anybody mm-hmm. who knows me. I've mastered the over-the-mask eye roll, which is mm. fantastic these days. It really works well. People know I'm not smiling. Let me tell you that. <laughs> and then we're also going to be doing uh, – we're going to steal a bit from from Slam Tilt. Yeah. Game um, you like, game you hate. Yeah, the game you like, game you hate thing I absolutely love, and I, I, I thought that – um. Well, you guys don't really do it all the time anymore. You used to do it we like do just about every episode. We do a, we do a guest. And, so we're, and, we're and I really, really enjoyed that. And I'll tell you why. Because 
from a perspective of someone who enjoys pinball but doesn't know much about the rules and the reasons why you guys like games and you don't i shouldn't say guys girls too because there's a lot of women out there who love pinball um it, I, it helped me to say well that game you guys talked about on your podcast i think i'd like to try that is there some place we can go and play it and, Which has happened here. And we've done that. Or the next time we go to a show, Bruce will say, do you remember this game? We talked about it on the podcast, and you said you wanted to try it. Here it is. Mm-hmm. So um, that really, really helped me. Um, and I think if, if I can, you know, if I have other fans that, um, you know, from my plus side of the podcast, that maybe I might be able to get them to think about, hey, maybe I should go and try and play pinball. Mm-hmm. That game that they I talked about they sounds like fun, right? So, um, game you like, game you hate. You have it all thought out? No, not yet. Okay. Well, I know but, what game you're like. That's um, easy to I, I, do, I do think that um, besides that bit, we also had some great ideas. Yes, um, we're going to we're gonna start one where I'm going to I'm gonna want to buy a game, and I have to ask you if my significant other is going to want me to buy it. Right. And so, you can do the same to me. Right. So we thought it would be great that – I could give you a perspective of what is my reasons for yes or no. (laughs) Not just because I like or don't like the game. There has to be other reasons why I might say yes or no. And it'll be a new game, newer game within the past two years that we can still buy. Right. Or still buy. And, and we had a lot of other ideas besides that. I mean, I, I think that it would be great if we could, like I was saying earlier and I've said it, I don't know, 10 times. If I could help a small business out there. Yes. I would like to be able to help the struggling bar restaurant industry. It's it's near and dear to my heart. So if you know and someone needs help or anything like that, I, I tell want them, them email to, us. I, I want to see if I can I can interview them. Yes. Maybe they would be willing to come on and talk to us and tell us their struggles. Tell us the reasons why they think that um, they can make it or they might not. Or How can they get in touch with us, dear? Well, we now have – a dog barking in the background, so sorry about that. You know, life goes on. Um, we now have a Facebook page, Pinball Plus Podcast. Please look us up and like us on there as well. And I just set up just today, honey, our new email, Pinball Plus Podcast at gmail.com. Wow. So, you know, Cat and Bruce, we, uh, we love you guys, and uh, that's where you can find us. Have ideas? If you know things that you'd like to hear about other than pinball, I would love to hear that too. Yes. Uh, So uh, what drink are we going to have? (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you turned on the chiller. What's it up to? I don't know. Uh, 34 degrees. It's not quite cold enough yet. Okay, so we can now go to game you like, game you hate. Yeah, let's do the game you like, game you hate thing first, and then we'll go to the drinking. But, however, I wasn't going to do the shots from the chiller, but you decided to turn it on, and I'm going for it. Okay, what shot are we going to have? But we'll go to that next. Uh, Game you like, ma'am. Okay. so It can be any game, and we can also game you hate, because there's a lot of hate still with Bruce. There's a lot of hate. (laughs) <laughs> you, you really need to back off on the hate. So how about we do game we like and game we dislike? Let's yeah. let's pull the hate away from the world for a little while. Sound yeah. good? No, I can't do that. Oh, come on. You got to give me one thing. 
<laughs> let me keep my hate. Please yeah, let me God. keep my hate. Okay, you can keep your hate. I'll, Thank I'll, God. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Okay, so, so I'm going to let you start because you probably have something in mind you want to talk about. So go right ahead. You start. Game I like. First game we ever bought together, dear. I don't remember. First new game we ever bought in a box together. First new game in a box, Lord of the Rings. There you go. Lord of the Rings is great because it has the theme from all three Lord of the Rings movies. Which you love, by the way. Yes. There's the hate. <laughs> eh, yeah. I don't love them, but I, I accept them. But the integration of the rules and the toys and everything all works out in this game. Uh, it has a great fan layout. Now, do you know what a fan layout is, dear? A fan layout? Yes. No, I don't know what that means. Imagine if you opened up a fan, like a, you know. Oh, like I'm a... thinking like fans, like people that go to sports events. All right. You're, no. you're, you're, all right. So you're talking about an actual physical fan that you, you know. That you wave on yourself. Cool yourself off with. Okay, I got yes. it. I'm with you. Fan layout. So it opens up. And you each one has a shot in each one of like the little w- w- ripples of the fan. Okay, so can, can, can we back up for one second? Yes. I think I remember a game like that that Eric has. Where's the game with the uh, – it's different sports, and it's got like a jump in the middle. Uh, that's No Fear. No Fear. Is that one that, that one like that too? That's a fan, and See? so is hey, Attack from Mars and Medieval Madness. Now do you understand what a fan outlay is? I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, perfect. Okay. So it has a great fan layout. Uh, great rule integration, uh, great theme, great artwork. Not the greatest artwork, but you know it's it's tolerable for the nineteen, you know, for twenty, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, I love the game. I, it's never going anywhere. It's been in our house for seventeen years now. And it's actually in the house. It's not in the yes. garage. So right now he's sitting right in front of it. Yes, and it's the game where she, one of the first games where she said, "Let's go out and try it." And we drove out to Buffalo. Yeah. And tried it and then bought it. And we drove to Buffalo several times. Yes, to play just it. to make sure. Yes, just to make sure we liked it. So, game you like, ma'am, and I know where it's going right away. Well, see, now I can't get as technical as you because I don't really know. But now that. you can tell what you're – so, 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 yeah, so like. this, this makes this the amateur point of view because <laughs> I am an amateur, you know, like through and through when it comes to pinball. But – there are so many games that I've walked up to and I said, God, I love this game. Can't remember the damn names of them. But there is one game that I absolutely love and I miss owning it. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what I'm going to say, right, honey? I already knew I it. I said before it before. You... Yes, you did. Monster Bash. Absolute favorite game on the planet. I love it. And I'll tell you why. This is my point of view. Not because it's got a fan layout or any of that good stuff. Which it does. Okay, but it's not. That's not the reason. Okay, it's fun. It's funny. It's got great sounds. It's got great music, especially, especially the jam stuff. That was awesome. What a great addition. There is so many good things on that machine that I can't say anything bad about it. Okay. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can say one thing that I would change, or not that I could change, but one thing I think might be on the negative side is it is very predictable. It's kind of boring to people that like that play pinball all the time because it's always this got to shoot the same thing, shoot, shoot, same thing, same thing, thing. You're shooting for the same thing all the time to get to where you want to be. And I know Lord of the Rings, a lot of machines are like that, but I think 
Monster Bash does get a little bit monotonous. But that's what I like about it because it consistently is fun for me. Um, and, and I just, you know, I love Frank. Frank is one of the best shots, especially when you've got all of the other things started. And you hit Frank, boy, you can really crank it. And it's fun. How could you not enjoy Dracula coming out and say, I want to suck your blood? How much fun is that? I mean, I love that. Blah. You know, that's great. But, um, yeah, that's my absolute favorite. And so that's my first game I like. Okay. Game you hate. <laughs> okay, I don't really have a lot of games that I hate because okay. I don't games that you've played. Okay, you've played. You've gone to a lot of shows now. You've just said it yourself, okay. and you've walked up to some games and went and walked away. Right, you but, literally... but I, and and I get that. I have done that, and I'm totally I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But I can't specifically tell you a na- a name of a game that I hate because I don't. Once I walk away from a game and say I don't like it, I can't remember why. I don't like no. EMs. I'll tell you that right now. I think they're horrible. Okay, so we're going to say EMs totally. Because they're too slow. <laughs> some are, some aren't. Ah, well. um, so you're going to say EMs. No, and I'm, I'm thinking about even just the games that you own right now. I can't think of one that I hate. Oh, okay, I dis- so I, can, I, I can, will tell I can... you. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just thought of one. Okay. Future Spa. Hate Future it. Spa. Yep. Absolutely hate, hate it. Why hate Future Spa? It, it, first of all, it was absolutely hideous. Okay? I, I, the, people don't look like that, first of all. <laughs> Wait a second. You don't, when I take off my shirt in bed, I don't look like the, one of the guys on no. there? No! <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was no, way too fast. That's a resounding no. <laughs> okay? People don't look like that. Okay? That's one thing. But I just, I just didn't like it. I every, I wanted to like it. Like I like Paragon. I can't stand Future Spa. I, all right. So yeah, I hate it. There you say, there you go. See, in fact, I got one out of you. Yeah. Well, I'm sure others. I'll think of more. There's a couple others. There, we will get, we will make the hate grow through you. Uh, game I hate. Right off the bat, everyone knows Adam's Family. Terrible game. Very predictable. Very monotonous. Magnets should not be in the fucking pinball machine. Yeah, and they you know suck. what? I'm not a big Adams Family fan anyway, so, I, so you it, can say it, that for the next whole theme doesn't just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I think the theme integration is actually one of the best parts of the game. Yeah, because those voices and the sounds and everything like that make it feel like you're in the original movie. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, but I, magnets I, should I not be in the game. Magnets should not be in the game. Fuck magnets. Yeah. Ugh, forget it. And it's just very predictable. The one thing I do like about the game, and I, I, I am going to give it one prop. I like the, the little hand thing, the thing that comes out and takes the ball. Like, that's cool. You know, like, I, you don't see that a lot. My favorite part about the game, besides when it turns off and ends, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Seance. Uh, see, now I don't even know what that is. See, now you're back to my amateur hour again. It's a mode where if you get a shot in the mode Seance... The knocker goes off, and it knocks once for seance for one shot. You get it twice, it knocks twice, and three times it knocks if you hit the third shot. Okay, and what does it give you? Nothing? It gives you points, but it gives you the knocker, which oh. on on an Adams Family machine is not in the head like it was in the older games. It's in the cabinet. Okay. So it sounds like something's knocking inside the cabinet, like spooky seance, like, you know. Oh, yeah, that is kind of hokey. But it's great. I love it. 
That's the only hope I, think I can I think it's kind of hokey. I would no. think I got I, I would think I'm getting free games. See, because I'm stupid. Cause I, so I would think that, oh, my God. Oh, I got another free game. Oh, I got another free game. It's a knocker, right? Isn't that what that's supposed to mean? Either you get a free ball or a free free something? It is. That, but it was the first time they used a knocker, I think, in the, the DMD era for something else besides free game. Oh, okay. So. All right. Don't forget, your husband is a little addicted to pinball. Really? Yeah. I hadn't I, noticed. You hadn't noticed. Okay. Whew. Good. We're going to get more He's pinball. He's pulling the wool over my eyes, guys. Yeah. So you told him how we can contact you, you know, us at the pinball plus podcast at gmail.com. And you can like us on Facebook at pinball plus podcast. So what drink are we going to have? Um, well, how about we do it this way? <laughs> How about you tell me what to drink, and then I get to tell you next time. Okay, but I still got to drink with you. Oh, you're going to drink with me? You don't even drink whiskey? You hate whiskey. You hate, hate, you hate whiskey. everything about bourbon, and I hate everything about gin, so don't make me drink gin. Sorry, <laughs> Australians. You got to do it. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Sorry, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I know you but love no. gin, but that stuff is horrid. Nope, but we're going to be trying everything, because we have over 50... Alcohol items. Yeah, in our we have house. like 50 bottles of alcohol. Um, I'm not a big tequila girl, but I think I might start with something that I'm gonna think outside the box. Okay. I'm staring at the bottles right now, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a drink of something that I really enjoy, and I don't think a lot of people know exist. How about we start with that? Okay. What are you gonna pick? Root beer whiskey. Okay. Okay. We'll go. So now we're gonna we're gonna pause for okay, a few seconds. Okay. Unfortunately, my husband hates root beer, so this is not gonna be fun. No, it's not. Okay. But uh, let's get the drink, and we'll be right back. Now, like I what? said before, Bruce is not shot a big root what? beer fan, so this it's is Rebel Stoke. And um, root beer whiskey is not very popular, but um, I will tell you one thing: if you like whiskey and you like root beer, you can't go wrong. This. Um. It's it's it is a little bit better chilled. I'm gonna say that right now. Uh, I prefer it chilled. I, in fact, I prefer all of my whiskey chilled, um, or at least a few ice cubes in it in a good bourbon. But um, if you're gonna shoot it, it's gotta be cold. Unfortunately, this one isn't. <laughs> so what we get to do. Yeah. So here we go. Cheers to our first podcast. I'm lifting Cheers. my glass. You can't see it, but I'm and, you know it what the hell? Banging it on the table. Yep. Oh, Down God. it goes. Mm. That is good. He's going to puke, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not. No. I don't mind root beer that much. It's better than peanut butter. Oh, God, I don't agree. Actually, that wasn't that bad. Okay, so I'm going to to play the pluses. Okay, go ahead. It smells like root beer. It does taste like root beer. It burns like whiskey. Which is, that's the best part of whiskey is the burn. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. If you don't make a face after you drink a shot of whiskey, you're not drinking good enough. There's not enough burn. That's just the way it, belong, the way it is. Then I then I drank it. Uh, uh, it did you drink bad. the whole thing I, or did you just sip it? Because I'm not in the room with you. No, I drank, I drank it. I slammed it down. I can show. I can. <laughs> guess what? I can't believe it. My husband doesn't do shots. He's yes. going to be sleeping in about an hour, people. Okay, it's no, 5.30 on a Sunday. Sex. He's going to be sleeping. 
That's usually after sex. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yes, it wasn't. That's bad. every guy. Please. <laughs> so, what did you tell me your positives about it? Okay, so like you said, it really smells like root beer. But if you chill it a little bit, that that the one thing that will go away is the smell. Mm-hmm. It smells better at room temperature, but this it, it'll it'll be a little smoother when you chill it. Mm-hmm. But this, I love root beer. Okay, when I was growing up. There was a restaurant called A&W. Now, I don't know if you guys know what that is, if there's even any left anywhere anymore. But A&W was at the end of the lake where we lived, and that was like a day trip for our family on a Sunday. My dad would say, come on, kids. Let's get in the car. We are going to A&W. And they had the most amazing root beer on tap in ice-cold mugs that was just phenomenal. And they had great hot dogs, too. I remember that. But um, – but they're, do you they, like the weenie? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> However, let's get back to the whiskey. So that's what that brings back to me, is that that really good, deep A&W flavor. And that's what, I, it, that's what I get when I drink that. And I also get my whiskey burn, which you guys all know I love Jack Daniels. Love it. But it doesn't have the same effect. It's a lot lower. Oh, no, it's so not lower. On a, What's the one, proof on this thing? You didn't look. I think it's sixty percent. So it's thirty. It's sixty proof. So it's thirty percent. Thirty percent. So it's a little bit lower than than your traditional whiskey seventy percent seventy proof. Yeah. But so or maybe what do you think? Some, what do you yeah. give it from a from a scale to one to ten? Give me. Give I'd me say a, a seven. Seven okay. or eight. From someone who doesn't like whiskey, that's a really really good rating. Me, yeah, I, I give it. it an absolute ten. I love root beer whiskey. Love it. Give it a try, people. There's a lot of other brands out there. Revelstoke is very good. There's a brand that we got um, from Costco that's so – boy, I probably should have wrote it down because I don't remember what the name of it is now. But hey, there's a plenty of them out there. Go to your local liquor store. Go buy some Revelstoke or whatever root beer whiskey. It's awesome. Okay, and one our last thing before we head out. Yeah. If I was going to buy a game, would my significant other like it or not? Okay, so yeah. So so this is the thing. It would absolutely depend on three things. Price, number one. They're all new, they're all new machines. So okay, guess so what? all new Here machines are all going to be about the same price. So what is <laughs> – all right, let's back up. There might be some people that don't know this. What is the average price of a new machine? If you were going to go for the middle of the road, let's say premium, what what do you think is a good average seven, price right seven now? Seven, about eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars. Okay. To, eight to ninety, eight to ninety-five hundred. Okay, so oh, oh what, actually no, that's eight to ten thousand five hundred. Let's try eight to ten thousand five hundred. Okay, so let's say nine. That's sort of the middle, right? Okay. Of that range, eight to ten five is quite a big range. So let's well, let's say there. most of the time you're going to get a decent. New Pimmel machine for $9,000, forgetting the title. So let's just say the price. So $9,000. Let's start with that first factor. Okay. Okay. There are so many factors and so many reasons I would say I don't think we should spend that kind of money right now in this economy, maybe. Of course. However. But if, if we have the money. Right. We're going okay. by. I'm, I'm, okay. so we, I'm rolling around in it like I'm fucking screwed. Well, McDonald's. you know, not everybody is. So I'm there's a saying, there's a big consideration here. 
first of all, how popular do you think the title is going to be in a few years when you might need to sell it and get some money back? Do you think you're going to get that $9,000 back that you just invested? Mm-hmm. Because really, let's let's not joke around here and let's not hold back. That's that's a huge chunk of money. Luckily, you have for anybody. Married, luckily, you married a pinball guy. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. This is not for the pinball guy. This is for the average person, because okay. we're talking about the person who has a wife at home that says, looking down at her, maybe her five-year-old kid walking around the house saying, "My God, my kid needs new shoes." Do you really need to spend $9,000 on a pinball machine? Our car's cut a few years old. We probably could use that for a down payment. Well, how do you justify that? Well, there's two I, ways. I want it. Two ways, right? <laughs> One, it keeps him happy. Mm. Okay. If it's something he really, really, really wants, how often can you say no? I mean, seriously. How often have I said no to you? And please don't mention sex. <laughs> how often have i said no to you when you really want to buy something pinball machine wise not many times not but too much right the good thing is i'm gonna give you a little backstory into our life and this is not sex or anything like that what happens when we buy a new car dear okay so here's the thing you you need to go back a few years okay my dad was the type of person god rest his soul i love him i miss him every day he was the person that would always want absolutely the best things for his daughters. Absolutely the best. My dad always made sure that I drove a nice car. Always. And the way to do that, I did, was leasing. Because I could afford a nicer car for less money a month. Mm-hmm. Okay? And anybody out there that says, that's just like renting a car for the rest of your life. Do you know how many times I've heard that? I don't want to hear that. It's not the truth. It's just because I'm a spoiled bitch, and I like the nicest car on the lot. And I've always been that way. Okay. Now, so. I'm not a high – wait a minute. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I am not a high-maintenance person where I need to have everything in the world has to be the best thing. I just like to drive a really nice car. That's what I like. However, what Bruce is referring to is when I get the new – when we – I should say I, but really technically when we buy a new car – I get to drive the new car. He takes the older car. That's what he means. Yes. Right? Is that what you mean? Yes. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. So, so, I so own... here's the thing. How many new cars do people have right now that they could take that $9,000 and put down as a down payment? Uh, not many. Maybe 20%, 10% easily. And, and, and really, most people don't have $9,000 in cash laying around. No, I know. Not, I know. not these days. Okay, no, there are there are a select few. There are people that have very very awesome jobs. Maybe have their house paid off. Maybe don't have credit card debt. Don't have um, a need for a new computer or you know are you know I mean there's a thousand different re- reasons why they would have the money laying around. I don't personally have nine thousand dollars in cash. I don't know about a lot of other people. Um, liquid cash where I could just say here you go honey go ahead go buy whatever you want. But does it make him happy? Yes. Does it make me happy to see him happy that he got a new machine? Yes. Is that worth it? Do I know that maybe someday down the road if something does happen and we have an emergency where I have to 
you know, take a trip somewhere because or liquidate money because I lost my job or he lost his job or, you know, that could happen to any of us tomorrow, especially now. Okay. I know that he could sell that for maybe at least or more. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. That's, there's not a lot of things you can say that about a house maybe, but not, not a car, not anything else. So out of all the new games right now, if I pick one, I can tell you you'll like it before, or you wouldn't like it. I already know this. So and, 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 and just because you know that I would not like something, because I love Stranger Things, and I never played the machine, so I, I think that I'm, I might like it, and you don't. I know you yeah, don't. I, I know you hate it. I hate it. But I know if I said Guns N' Roses... Oh my god, no! No, 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 no. <laughs> See, so. there, no, that machine will never be in my home. Never, never, never. You you guys could buy it and keep it somewhere else, but it's never going to be here. <laughs> Ever. I hate Guns N' Roses. Hate, hate, hate them. Almost as much as you hate Led Zeppelin. Wow, that's pretty much hate. Hate. Uh, didn't I just say I was going to stop using that word? See? It always comes back to me. Okay, and, but there's a reason for that. Because I had an ex-boyfriend who was just an asshole okay aren't they all aren't all exes assholes okay come are you with me girls this guy was an asshole okay and that was all he listened to was guns and roses all the time 24 7 and i absolutely hated it after a while i couldn't i just couldn't take it anymore i wanted to pull the fucking radio out of the dashboard and throw it out the window that's why i hate guns and roses that's my but you don't hate elo no i do not i do not hate elo I'm, FYI, I'm not a fan Bruce. like you. FYI, Bruce is uh, addicted to yellow. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, here we are. So we have our game. If I was going to – going for the other person, the significant other, I know not to pick Guns N' Roses. I know what I would pick, which I know you'd be interested in, and I would be interested in also. And that would probably be Avengers. Absolutely. I'm a huge Thanks. MCU fan. Yep. Huge. So I know for my wife... Although I really didn't enjoy playing Iron Man. That game is so hard. Oh, my God. Or Deadpool. Oh, I love Deadpool. Yes, so out of those games, I know those two would work for my wife. I love sick humor. That's why I love Deadpool. So out of the two, out of any game that you can think that's new right now, what would you like and I like? Oh, I definitely would go for Avengers. That would be probably my choice. Hi, Keith. Hopefully you're listening. I mean, we already got, we already have a Rick and Morty, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, it's not my favorite theme, but the game itself is fun, and it makes it fun. And I, though I have to say this because this is, we sound so pinball amateurish, but I love when you add players and he goes, "Oh, more Mortys! This is gonna be fun!" Like that's cool. Like that makes me laugh. Like I like machines that make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I, I always, that's why I always like the. The, uh, not Elvira, but the newer one than that. What's the one that your father had that I loved? Uh, Scared Stiff. Scared Stiff. That always made me giggle, some of the things mm-hmm. that they would say. You know, that kind of humor I, I enjoy in a pinball machine. That's why I like Deadpool, too. Same reason. I... So we have no, nothing in our mailbag. Because, well, we don't have a mail ball bag because I'm not going to have a mail no, ball bag. No, we don't bag. call a ball bag. No, no, excuse me. No. We don't call a ball bag. We're, We're not, not stealing having, that. And I, I'm just telling you. Any pinball, any podcast with a woman is not going to have a ball bag. I'm just telling you that right now. It's just going to be a mail bag. Okay. We have no mail bag, but if you'd like to email us, 
tell us how we're doing. Tell us if yeah. we had good things or bad things. Please email us at pinballpluspodcast at gmail.com. All or one word. like us on Facebook. Like us Pinball on Facebook. Follow us on podcast. Facebook. Yep. And, and we probably will have an Instagram page, but I don't have that yet. So when I do, I will let you know. And uh, hopefully we are now part of the TAPN network. We're worthy. Are we so, worthy? I don't know. We'll find out. Did, did we get some sort of reach around thing for getting onto the PPN? What, what, nope, I mean, you know. is there like some sort of announcement or like some sort of ceremony that brings us into the to the collective? What what's the deal here? Mm, no, you'll just notice if it comes out on TPN or not. Oh, I thought there was some sort of initiation, like hazing, like they do in college. That no? would be nothing. That, that's not PC anymore. Oh, it, and how long have you been PC? Never. Oh, oh always. I'm always PC. This is huh. the pussy generation. We don't belong to the pussy generation. <laughs> we stayed out late and we actually went we didn't get home till midnight because we were playing with our friends. Yes, I know. Yeah. We st- I made mud pies as a kid. What does that tell you? Oh, don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> I like paint chips. <laughs> yeah. I used to eat paint chips. Seriously. I did. Yes. I turned out fine. Look at me. I'm normal. <laughs> and on that note, this was episode one of – the Pinball Plus, Plus podcast. podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.